Riker to Captain Picard. Go ahead, number one. May I see you in the observation lounge, sir? I'll be right there. This seems to be some kind of meeting place. Some kind of meeting. Some 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 kind of meeting place. Could you want it? Might be good. I don't think they're going to let us in, Artu. We'd better go. Maybe we'd better talk out here. The observation lounge has turned into a swamp. Artu, wait! Oh dear. Artu! Artu, I really don't think we should rush into this. Oh, Artu! This is the Observation Lounge for the week of January 12th, 2013. Hashtag Team Ben Affleck. I'm Greg Harbin. With me today, as always, is my lovely not co-host, Drew Stewart. Welcome, Drew. Hello, friends. <laughs> and as well, my lovely TOL news editor, Catherine Bryan. Welcome, Catherine. Hello, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you. And also, we have a special guest filling our fourth chair. It is friend of the show, VJ Antonelli. Hello, thanks for having me. Welcome, welcome. I think, VJ, do, do you have the the honor of being the one person who's seen all the movies I that were nominated do. for Best Picture? I have there seen all the movies. <laughs> oh, good. So, we're totally, we're totally qualified to do today's show, which is going to be mostly... Mostly about the Oscars, because yesterday the the Oscar nominations came out. That's the Academy Awards, for people who may not know. Kind of a big deal. Uh, basically, they came out. People were shocked. People were surprised. We, of course, at the Observation Lounge, like to talk about the week in geeky news. And the Oscars is 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 up there. So uh, we're basically just going to do our picks. So you guys can follow along at home if you have your own picks ready to go. Match them up against ours. We'll reconvene in what it's february 23rd is the actual oscars that is correct so we'll yes. reconvene and see who was right who was wrong this is gonna be interesting of course we only got about 24 hours to throw our picks <laughs> together so well what i'm doing is i'm treating go, it i'm treating it like fantasy football where i'll yes. just pick the 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 team that has the coolest name <laughs> right and then hoping that they win i actually got an award in in college for college basketball picks um for not getting any of them right <laughs> I, I got nice. an award to hang on my door we're glad to have that's you, easy Jared. with college basketball <laughs> wow we're super prepared it's fine i super prepared so how, how did it go for you guys Catherine and vj for for actually putting together your picks well it was harder than i thought it would be because some movies just kind of came out of nowhere at me I thought I had mm -hmm. seen all of them. No. So I hurried up and watched a bunch today. A bunch. A bunch. It hurt. I have I have the distinct honor of of having seen I think one of the movies that was nominated for best picture. And I'm so, shooting I'm shooting a goose egg. I've got You haven't you haven't seen any of them. I haven't even seen It's Chango. okay because you know what? I've seen all of them and I guarantee you I'll have more wrong than any of you. <laughs> because most so You're going to have skin in the game. You're no. going to want to say I I want this movie is actually well, better than this other movie. Well, there's a part of me that refuses to pick a best director in protest. So that category is going to go well. Well, 
we'll get there. We'll get there quite soon and and see how it goes. Um, I want to do this in the order that they actually present them at the show, but I have no idea what that is. It's seemingly random. So I guess we'll just we'll go with the order of the Oscars little PDF that they put out that starts with Best Picture. I guess we're going to blow it right up front. Is that is that fine with you guys just to go start with Best Picture, or should we do them like backwards or something? Maybe Maybe we should try backwards. Start with sound uh, mixing. I don't know. Yeah. Real interesting topic. Well, the la- it would if we did them backwards, it would start with original screenplay. Sure, right. Sure. So original screenplay. Um, our nominees are Amore. That, that's how you pronounce that, right? Yes, it's, it's an absolutely. Italian film. Yes. <laughs> Amore, which is written by Michael Haneke. Hanka. I, I thought it was called Armor. I thought it was an awesome, like Iron Man kind of movie. Oh yeah, Armor Man. It's by it's by the <laughs> Asylum. Yes. Okay. And then we have Django Unchained, which is of course the sequel to Episode Two, um, by George Lucas. I'm gonna stop making jokes now. This is very serious, <laughs> very serious show. Um, Django Unchained was written by Quentin Tarantino. Flight, written by John Gatins. Moonrise Kingdom, written by Wes Anderson and Roman Coppola. And Zero Dark Thirty, of course, written by the esteemed Mark Boyle. Let's take it down, starting with Drew. If, if you finished your list yet. Yeah, no. Who do you good. think is going to take away with the, the writing original screenplay Oscar? Well, going by the Academy handing out awards to people that they feel bad for, <laughs> I, I'm going to give this one to Wes Anderson and Moonrise Kingdom. Okay. Uh, even though I've not seen it or any of the other movies, um, <laughs> I, I think that that this would actually honestly go to either uh, Tarantino or Anderson. And how, I thought Zero Dark Thirty was based on a book. Which is, it's weird to me, because I thought it was based on, like, on a book that came out, and then they had to refilm the ending because they actually caught Bin Laden. But it's weird. Can you, can you guys fill, fill me on this, Catherine or, or Vijay? Uh, no, it wasn't. Uh, Zero Dark Thirty wasn't based on a book. Actually, part of the controversy about Zero Dark Thirty has to do with the fact that they think that um, the president let Catherine Bigelow into secure sites and gave her access to secure sources that had not been released, which is how certain things are in that movie. Oh. Um, so yeah, there's definitely no book because whoever wrote it would probably be in a <laughs> hole somewhere hiding. Right. Well, there there is a controversy about, there is a member of SEAL Team 6 that wrote a book, right? There is a member of SEAL and- Team 6 that wrote a book. Yes. And he's he is in a bit of trouble. I I, uh, I have a friend who is involved in the military, and she does not think highly of this guy <laughs> for some of the things he said. Uh, but I don't think they didn't base Zero Dark Thirty itself on on the on his book, to my understanding. But it is weird that you can you can get it for original screenplay when it's based on actual events. But the screenplay is like the the people saying things, yes, dialogue, it's and true. stuff. So. Yes, it still it still makes sense to me. Well, VJ, while, while you're talking, what which one did you pick? Uh, my pick, I actually think that Zero Dark Thirty is going to walk away with Best Original Screenplay for a similar reason as Drew's, actually, that they like to choose people they feel bad for. And I think that um, Catherine Bigelow not getting a nomination is going to carry a lot of weight in other categories. And I think they're going to use that category as kind of like an apology. Mm. And like, well, we're sorry we didn't give you a directing award, but have the screenplay. Yep. 
I can. See that's that. actually. I'm. I'm totally with you on that. Um. I mean, I think Mark Boyle's a wonderful writer. I, mm-hmm. I'm astonished that he moved from reporting into uh, being a screenwriter. I cannot wait to see Zero Dark Thirty. Um. I liked Hurt Locker, even though I had some weird issues with it. I'm. I'm really excited to see this, which is, to me, like Hurt Locker too, even though it's about <laughs> completely different stuff. But it's the same. Same team. And I love Catherine Bigelow. I think she's a fantastic director. Um. And like you say, I can't believe they didn't nominate her. So yeah, I'm totally going with with Mark Burrell winning this one. What about you, Catherine? I'm actually, I'm going to be different than a lot of you. And I'm going to actually yeah. choose a more. If only, really? if only because Michael Hanka is German, has written films in English, French, and German, and won awards for all of them. And he hasn't been recognized in French yet. That's my only reasoning. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> that could make sense. I mean, it did get nominated for Best Picture and Best Foreign Film. Yeah. <laughs> Which is it did. Which I actually I thought couldn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, obviously, it's a it's a movie people are, are talking about. It's an interesting film. I, I have not seen it, obviously. Catherine, you did sit through all of it. VJ, you sat through all of it, I'm assuming. Yes. Did you, did you think it was... Good. <laughs> I did. I liked. Should I it jump very out much. And, and rent the Blu-ray from Redbox? It's um, it's not a movie you want to watch if you plan to have a good day afterwards. <laughs> yeah, it's an event, but it was. It's very good. It's very powerful. I don't. If it goes away with anything, I think it's going to be best foreign film. Okay. Well, so we can come back to Amore uh, later on in the show. I I, I do did want to say um, Django Unchained. Wow, such a good script. If it wins, I will be very happy. I just, I don't see it happening at all. I think there's pretty much no way. It won't. Same. I agree. If it wins, I will do cartwheels. But (laughs) I just don't, I just don't see it happening. Yeah. Okay, so moving on to writing adapted screenplay. We have Argo, written by Chris Terrio. Beasts of the Southern Wild, screenplay by Lucy Alibar and Ben Zeitlin. Life of Pi, screenplay by David McGee. Lincoln, written by Tony Kushner. And Silver Linings Playbook, written by my favorite man and yours, David O. Russell. (laughs) Goodness. Okay, so (laughs) let's start with Catherine. Which one do you think is going to win? This was a tough one for me, but I ultimately chose Argo. Okay. I feel like it getting shafted for the uh, best director category will really play in its favor. Mm-hmm. And Life of Pi is awful, and Lincoln was sort of <laughs> mediocre, and I hate David O. Russell. So in the end, it was down to Beasts of the Southern Wild and Argo, and I just went with Argo. Okay. I'm actually I'm going to jump in again. I'm totally with you. I think Argo is going to take it. Uh, from what I understand, the script is really good. Um, it's one of those films that I think should be sweeping the awards from what I'm hearing about it. I, I haven't seen it. But I, again, I can't believe it didn't get the director Oscar. So I, I'm going the same way with Zero Dark Thirty and Argo. Let's just, let's give them these awards at least. VJ, you're shaking your head. You are team Ben Affleck here in the chat. I am team Ben Affleck all the way. I... I may have caused a stir at my job when the nominations were released. We can get to that when we get to Best Director. I have a lot of okay. feelings. 
<laughs> but you're definitely saying Argo here as well. I would. Do you think you it's going to win tricky. or do you just want it to win? I would like it to win. At the end of the day, the Academy does this really interesting thing where they equate good with long. And I mm-hmm. feel like, <laughs> just look at the nominees. I feel like for that reason and also just because they're very, they tend to be very verbose with their screenplay nominations and they prefer verbose things. Uh, I think Tony Kushner might be an upset win for Lincoln also just because he has the name value of Tony Kushner attached and this is a very namey season I would love Argo to win just because you're right I mean I work in a development and I was working as a script reader when the script for Argo was circulating and just by script alone everyone was so excited for it like it was one of those scripts that was going around town that you had to read that everyone was talking about and this is before the movie was even made, and it ended up being a great film. Um, but so emotionally, Argo. <laughs> so are you you're going with that as your official pick? Yeah, why not? Let's keep hope alive. <laughs> okay. <All laughs> Maybe right. if I say it enough times, it'll happen. <laughs> All right. Well, what about you, Drew? Well, well, my pick was Lincoln, just because. Okay. I think it's interesting that you can adapt like a history book to to a movie. Uh, I'm intrigued with with objects like that. I didn't know that that Tony Kushner was a name that I should recognize, and I feel bad (laughs) about that. (laughs) But I feel better about my pick now that I know that I should know who it is. (laughs) Well, so Kushner's script is what, the third or fourth script that Spielberg went through? Mm -hmm. Because he it was basically he wanted to make a Lincoln movie with Daniel Day-Lewis. And he took him a script. No. It was like this big war epic. And Day-Lewis said, nah, I'm not really feeling it. So he went and got a whole other script written, took it to Daniel Day-Lewis, and was, and was like, yeah, no, not really feeling it. So then Tony Kushner's script finally impressed him enough to come on board. So if it's good enough for the Acad- or for Daniel Day-Lewis, <laughs> I, I, I think it could be good enough for the Academy well, voters as well. Because if Daniel Day-Lewis is totally sane, right? yeah if you remember they started with liam neeson as lincoln like when they first announced a project three or four years ago oh really yeah it was liam neeson is going to be lincoln and i thought that's going to be awesome but then he decided because he was older than lincoln was when he died he decided (laughs) that he was too old for the part right and it's also weird to cast like it's not weird it's not unheard of but it's i think it's weird to cast a British, yeah, person, well, it's always weird Irish when they put Liam Neeson and stuff to to play an American like such a big American hero. Well, an American yeah. plays Sherlock know... Holmes, so anything's game now. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> true. true. We took their precious. <laughs> well, Vijay, you were going to talk about the letter oh, that yes, we saw the, today or yesterday. The letter that um, I don't know if people saw it online, but it was re- the letter that Daniel Day Lewis mailed classic snail mail to yeah. Steven Spielberg <laughs> turning down Lincoln the first time wow. is just a classic example of why Daniel Day-Lewis is both so crazy and why he's so good <laughs> at what he's so good at because it yeah. is the most florid. I think at one point it actually says something like, I can't play a part if I just feel interested. I have to feel Um, Like, I have to feel compelled to be a part of the narrative as a participant rather than a spectator. (laughs) Yeah. 
Wow. But that, that's what he said. He said he he enjoyed the script, but he felt like a spectator. He didn't feel like he was inhabiting it. And that was leading to him not having this feeling that he had to make it. It was a film he could make. You know, if he were, you know, Bradley Cooper, he'd just make it. But as Daniel Day-Lewis, he's not going to make a movie unless he feels like his life would not be complete without it. Um, yeah, reading that letter almost made me want to run out and just watch Lincoln right away. Um, so <laughs> if Lincoln wins, I will not be surprised. I'm I'm almost going with hope with the Argo pick. I know. <laughs> I just want it to win. Team Ben Affleck. Right. Right. Hashtag team. Ben yeah, Netflix. that's going to be the hashtag of the night, I'm sure. <laughs> that's been yeah. my hashtag since the nominations were released. <laughs> there you go. All right. So moving on to the visual effects Oscar, which is interesting. Some friends of mine went to the visual effects Bake Off, which was, I think, last week in L.A., where they show 10 films um, to the actual people who are you know in the visual effects field. Um, they don't show the whole film. They show like 10 minute long reels and then the producers come out and talk about it and then everyone there then votes on what's going to be the nominees so i had an interesting discussion on you know what they showed what was getting a response from the crowd and i was actually kind of surprised when this list came out based on what i had heard um so let me go down the list real quick um for visual effects we have the hobbit an unexpected journey life of pi marvel's the avengers prometheus and snow white and the Huntsman. Yeah. I, I'm Because if any yeah. movie that came out this year deserves <laughs> one award, it's Snow White and the Huntsman. Well, uh, so, so the thing about Snow White is they actually did what Peter Jackson always said he was doing for shrinking down the dwarves. Like, they really went in and took those actors and made them small. Sort of like they did with Skinny Steve in Captain America. Like they like really did some amazing work on Snow White, and it's it's a pity that that movie was god awful. I don't know. Did you guys see Snow White Huntsman? I did. No. I did. It was a oh, masterpiece, right? The whole thing was beautiful, and <laughs> I was convinced that I was in a fantasy land of wonder the whole time. So, so if you're Team Ben Affleck, I am Team. I'm. It's Team Skyfall, basically. Team hashtag They crashed a real train. <laughs> <laughs> that was a real train they crashed into a subway station guys they i'm very angry very angry that skyfall did not get nominated it's not all computer effects it's uh, there's also really amazing but the category is visual <sighs> effects not special effects well it includes it does include both okay. and they, they make that clear at the bake-off um and that's why they they so promoted like this is a real train that we did these real stunts and apparently it just didn't it didn't matter. So I'm a bit weirded out by what's actually here. But uh, in, in general, these, these are fine picks. Let me throw it out to you guys for, for what you think. VJ, what would you give this Oscar to? Or who do you think is going to win? Well, first, I would like to say I agree with you about also being Team Skyfall. Okay, I was really right. surprised. Um, I think it's going to go to The Hobbit. I really do. Okay. I would like to see The Avengers go away, but I think it's going to go to The Hobbit. And I actually totally agree with you on, on that, mostly because of the high frame rate 3D. Mm -hmm. They basically had to do four times the work, um, oh. and in some cases, more than four times the work to make that work. And, and they also, also couldn't do any of their forced perspective stuff because yep. they were filming in 3D. 
So yeah, that and a lot of the tricks that they used in in Lauder they couldn't use in in and, Hobbit. So and also Lauder. considering the popularity, Lauder. the popularity of mm -hmm. Gollum as a character and Andy Serkis's performance, yep. that's one of their biggest visual tricks is that character. So that's what's going to be in people who are voting's minds. Yeah, definitely. Are you guys on board with the Hobbit as well? Absolutely, Catherine? completely on board with the Hobbit. Okay. That movie mesmerized <laughs> me and made me the happiest person ever. It should win all the awards. Nice. That's nice. my logic. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be terribly surprised if Life of Pi takes it, um, just because. Well, we'll get to what I think about Life of Pi. Um, and Prometheus had some amazing, amazing effects. I have a prejudice uh, against but I think Prometheus it... because it gave my friend a seizure in the middle of the. That's movie. true. Oh God. <laughs> well, I what about it... you, Drew? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, definitely, ahead. definitely Hobbit. Um, okay. Uh. I was surprised to see Prometheus on there. I mean, it did have some good effects. I would give it. I really liked its cine cinematography. I mean, I liked the the grand vistas and the views. I mean, it's a very very pretty movie, but I mm -hmm. wouldn't give it visual effects because it was just scary and stupid. Right. But yeah, definitely The Hobbit. I think that uh, I think that their digital shrinkage has reached all new levels. Gollum was all new. Don't scratch your head at me. <laughs> I would never. The shrinking of the people to make the yes. Hobbit size. I respect sure. you. That's exactly. Yes. <laughs> I respect you. It's exactly what, what all of our listeners were thinking when you said that. <laughs> uh, I should also bring up Dark Knight. Dark Knight Rises did not get nominated. Um, did they get nominated for anything? Not a one. At all. Not a single thing. Not even Nothing. sound mixing or sound editing, which I don't know the difference of. I, I'm thinking the Academy voters must have just been like, F that movie. It was bad. We're going to move on with our lives. Because that's, that's my perspective on DKR at this point. That's sort of how I feel on a personal level about that movie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it had really good visual effects. I mean, if you look at it, it's a perfect film. Like, none of the effects look fake. It's all amazing, amazing stuff. Whereas if you look at, like, The Avengers, a lot of that looked kind of cartoony at times. Um, Life of Pi, I know it's supposed to be visually perfect, but it's... No, not. But it's not. Um, like some of this other stuff is just not, not as visually perfect. I would take off most of that list and put on Skyfall and Dark Knight Rises. But yeah, I guess we're all in agreement. The Hobbit, an unexpected journey. Okay, so moving on, as Drew said, there is two different awards here. We have sound mixing and sound editing. And they do have certain technical differences that I guess we don't need to get into. And we can probably do these together. Although I'm actually giving them to different... To too. different, um, to different uh, movies in this case. So I'm going to say I'm actually editing to Django, and then mixing to Pi, and I'm not going to get too much into my reasoning. Um, aside from I'd, I'd love to see Django win for sound editing because it just had amazing sound editing. The the sound in that movie was fantastic. Um, it actually could win mixing too. Um, the Life of Pi thing is just an overflow because I'm I'm getting to that. Uh, so you guys, Catherine. Actually, what did you think? I gave um, editing to Django because I do think the sound editing was really excellent. And I actually gave mixing to Skyfall. Oh, okay. Because I really enjoyed I totally the sound mixing that. in Skyfall. <laughs> I'm not a professional. <laughs> those, guys, those guys were using those, those sliders really, really well. They knew what they Skyfall. were doing. In Skyfall, I do agree. <laughs> what about you, VJ? Um, I also gave sound editing to Django. 
just because the sound editing in that is extraordinary, especially considering yeah. the landscape of the Western they were using. Um, yeah. And I also actually gave sound mixing to Skyfall, which was oh, a personal choice just because <laughs> it's, and this is not to get too techny, nerdy, geeky, blabby, but the way that they mixed those explosions hmm. was beautiful. And that's no, that's a really good point. And I'd love for you to expound on that if you want to. Um, I, I, I actually kind of forgot, but I did see Skyfall in IMAX and I was blown away like I was when I saw Star Wars, uh, Star Trek, I should say, in IMAX. Um, the quality of the sound when I can really hear exactly what they're doing, really good. Not just boom, 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 like some other stuff I've seen. Oh, and it was extraordinary. And I think... This is one of those categories that I truthfully feel like anyone that wins, I'm not going to be upset because all of those movies did mm -hmm. a really good job of sound mixing. Like, say Argo wins a sound award, I'm not going to be upset because that's another thing where sure. there's a lot of components. But the way that Skyfall mixed some of those action sequences, if you are in a good theater where you can hear the different components of the stereo, you can physically hear the sound traveling as the characters are traveling when, when they're traveling from left to right when running away yeah. from an explosion you can hear it chasing them from left to right and that's just an extraordinary amount of effort yeah now i i would not be surprised at all to see it go to zero dark 30 just because they like to do that with sound editing let's just give it to the the war movie the one with helicopters um and sound mixing well i i just think it's going to go um, to Life of Pi, but Skyfall, I, I could definitely see that happening. Have we have we heard from Drew yet? No, but okay. but you pretty much did because I agree with the ladies on both. Oh, of their okay. Picks. Well, there we go. All right, so I guess we can move on. Um, we think it's going to be pr probably Django for for editing, and it sounds like you guys are leaning heavily towards Skyfall. So we are not doing the short films just because i've i've not seen them i, di I didn't really there's a just... simpsons one i'm sure it'll win its That's... animated category i was gonna say the mega simpson one would probably win i just i haven't even seen that one so <laughs> let's move on so we don't sound like too much of idiots um to production design as we move backwards so we have anna karenina which came out did you guys remember i i forgot that anna karenina came out i didn't I'm, know I'm, it existed until it my kindle had an ad for it <laughs> See, I, I I just don't think they were, I don't think they did enough ad stuff for it. But it was out like a month ago or something. I think like That's two months when ago. when my Kindle yeah. told me I was going to say, I think it. I saw it, it almost two months ago. Wow, two months ago. Uh, I completely missed it. Although I really love the book. I'd love to see it. Anyway, okay. Anna Karenina, The Hobbit, Les Miserables, Life of Pi, and Lincoln. So this is production design. This is an interesting one. Um, let's start out with Drew. Well, I I like I'm going with Hobbit. Uh, I'll just start off with that cuz well, it's one I've seen it. And two, I really like that that Peter Jackson is always open with the production of his movies. And over the weekend, uh last weekend I watched all of the uh, production diaries from The mm. Hobbit over again, which really has a lot of stuff that wasn't in this first movie. You should watch it again. There's a lot more elves. You'd like it. Yep. Um but I'd give it to that just because of the openness. I know how much work went into it. I don't have to like read a wiki page. I can like watch, I think it was like five hours of stuff already on the production. And like the fact that the production drawings, like Alan Lee and and 
more were drawing in 3D. Like one of them took the left eye and one of them took the right eye and they'd combine them together just mm. for their production drawings. It's like that's that's something that translates to the screen, but it's also something that you've not ever seen before. I, I think that's really neat. Yeah, that's definitely true. Catherine, are you on board with The Hobbit with Ab- production absolutely. design as well? I also went and watched all of the production diaries, which, not going to lie, is 90% Lee Pace running around learning how to be an elf. I was okay <laughs> with this. It was fine. <laughs> but I do think what they did with that movie and the just the sheer amount of time and effort they put into the to the production is absolutely worthy of an Oscar, and the end result is gorgeous. Nice. Okay, VJ, are you also on Team Hobbit? I am not, sadly. Oh. I think that Lim is is going to win. Uh, that's not. I didn't say that's what I wanted, <laughs> but I said that's what I think is going to happen. The reason being is that I think that for the casual voter, The Hobbit is going to lose a lot of votes under the perception that most of that was visual effects mm-hmm. and not production design. Um, And for like, and it also usually goes traditional period. It doesn't usually go for the more like fantastical or fantasy or epics with production design, just because I suppose it's the easiest way to do it because so much has to be created. And I think Mm -hmm. that Les Mis is going to be another movie where they're going to be looking for what categories they could give awards to sort of in apology to Tom Hooper for not being nominated for an award he didn't deserve to be nominated for in the first place. You, you know who deserves an apology is is us from Tom Hooper. God, please. <laughs> so, well, but uh, well his actor But your also. point could But you're, you're right. Your point is well said. I mean, it's possible there's a good movie there that just got filmed really badly. Like that there's a nice production. Like it looks nice from like stills. So it's not their fault. Oh, yeah. no, the Maybe produ- there's a second camera that, that they did. <laughs> yeah. They filmed it on it's, two cameras, one further away. Well, that's the most frustrating thing about the film is that the performances are great and the production design looks really intricate and really well put together, but then it's just not on camera. Like the yeah. camera just, it's got like a third of it in the frame and the rest of it is just a wall. Yeah. Oof. So I'm, I would love The Hobbit to win. I think The Hobbit's going to get snubbed for a lot of the same reasons VJ said. Um, I'm also picking Life of Pi for this one. I, I'm I'm feeling the Life of Pi this year. I really hope I'm wrong because I saw five minutes of it before some movie and I thought it was the worst thing I've ever seen. But I love Ang Lee, and but I'm just hearing I'm hearing such stuff about this movie. So I'm. I, I can't back that up with I me I I want it to win. I would love the Hobbit to get this. I, as as you say, <laughs> we know we know what went into making that movie and the other two, and it's it's even more of an achievement than the Lord of the Rings films were. But I don't think they're going to see it that way. I mean, remember episode three didn't even get nominated for a visual effects Oscar, and it was ninety eight percent visual effects, <laughs> <Yeah>. and it's the <laughs> Literally. It's the best visual effects you've ever seen. There's there's a I forget her name, but there's an artist who picked it as the most important modern art work of like the last twenty years. And it didn't get nominated. And so th- this is what the, 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 the Academy does. So Life of Pi, I'm just I'm feeling like they're gonna go in that direction. Which moves us into music, original song. 
where we have Before My Time from the film Chasing Ice, which I've not heard of. Um, Everybody Needs a Best Friend from Ted, which I, I have heard of, did not see. <laughs> Pie's Lullaby from Life of Pie. Skyfall from Skyfall. Suddenly from Les Miserables. And Far Across the Misty Mountains from The Hobbit. <laughs> right? That's, it's also on there. It's totally... It's right. It's next. It's in small print. <laughs> well, I, I think because that's not an original song. I mean, that's, no. that's Tolkien lyrics, isn't it? <laughs> the song that they use at the end of the credits does not directly take from Tolkien's writing and thus is an original song. Okay. Also, it was doing that. an original <laughs> song has one that was totally on an album before the movie. So original song really? rules were always hard, weird. Yeah, uh, when when um once one for falling slowly, that song had already been released oh, on yeah. a small season album. I was okay uh, with that so one. I, I was fine. fine. Yeah, I mean that was by far and away the best it's song so of good. the year. So, but original song is one of those categories that has rules until someone decides to change them. Much like right. when they just decide that there's going to be five or six or nine best picture nominees. <laughs> Very true. So I think. Show of hands, we all agree that the Misty Mountain song should should be winning yes. this award, mm-hmm. and it's not even nominated. So that's okay. Very good. Everyone's raising their hand. But as David Petraeus said, you have to go to the Oscars with the songs that you've got. So I'm, of course, going with Skyfall by Adele, which is one of the best songs I've ever heard, and it's so good in the film. That's one of I. It may be the best. Um, what do you call it? Opening credits sequence from a Bond film. And the song, like, oh, wow, so good. Okay, so I'm sure one of you all can also talk about Skyfall. I just about it. Oh. I know, exactly, right? Okay, someone jump in if you're not going to say Skyfall. I'm not going to say Skyfall. Okay, Drew, what are you going with? Well, I'm going with, I think, that the, the pity vote for Les Miserables. Because... Because I don't think the Academy is going to agree with us because they're just like, ah, Bond movie, ah, Bond theme. Hmm. I know it's been, I know that other Bond themes have been nominated, but I, I, and as much as great as that song is, I mean, I've not, I don't even think I've heard this new Les Mis song, but it's, I think because it's obviously Oscar bait, the fact that they, they bring these musicals to the screen and they write a new song specifically so that it could be nominated, I think... Because it's such obvious Oscar bait. I mean, does it talk about, like, please give me the Oscar in yes, the song? Yes, yes. It absolutely <laughs> okay. does. Here's the thing it. with that, though. It's quite literally never worked. And every musical <laughs> really? film adaptation has done it. And it doesn't work. That song never wins. Once it was, like, I think three Dreamgirl songs Dream Girl they'd songs. written mm-hmm. for the purpose of being nominated. And it was three Dreamgirl songs and one song, and it went to the other one. <laughs> it's never worked. So maybe Sky they don't fault. like the Sky obvious fault. Oscar bait. Hmm. Also, the song is bad. Is just it? Just as a side note, it's just not a good song. Oh man, it's the only song on the list it. that I heard, and I was like, "Well, this is just not a good song." Hmm. Who sings it in the musical? Uh, Hugh Jackman. Oh. Oh, okay. Well, that's what you do because you want him singing it at the Oscars. Well, he doesn't really he sing it. Sing he it. sort of mouths it with words and yeah. breathing. And he it's... sings. Oh god! We just watched Les Mis. It's going to be a problem. I'm sorry. I apologize. <sighs> we can we can talk more about Les Mis. Uh, Catherine, um, uh, you're you're of course going with Misty Mountains, but do you have a backup? Skyfall. It's okay. 
it, when you hear the song as you're watching the movie the first time, it works perfectly and it's amazing. And then if you listen to it again after you're done the movie, it takes on a whole new sort of meeting to go with the film, which is, I think, a perfect yeah. thing for a song to do for a movie. I, I was I was crying on the bus home as I listened to the song on my iPad over and over and over and over again. <laughs> Correct. So, uh, VJ, what about you? Oh, Skyfall. Okay. It's 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 it's. I, I I'm sure you have more to say, but I'm going to jump back in. It's also a film that they can, or a song they can give it to, because it's Adele, and it's popular, and they've heard of it, and they don't hate it. So anyway, go on. Um, <laughs> you have more to say about Skyfall? I mean, I can. <laughs> um, no, Skyfall. <laughs> well, I do think you bring up a really good point, is that the Oscars are a business. For as much as they are a reward mm-hmm. show, they are a mainstream award show, and it is a business. And so things that are in their best interest often often end up happening and it's in their best interest to have Adele win an Oscar because it's Adele and yeah. this is her year and everyone knows her and they want to see her win one. Uh, it also has the advantage of being the best song in the category. It's the Fair. only yeah. song that stands on its own outside of the movie as well, which I think is that on its own is enough to. Did they nominate Ted just so that Seth MacFarlane could sing? Yes, because yes. he's hosting. I do think so. yep. Yeah. Yep. They wanted Brian on stage. That's the only reason. <laughs> He'll be on stage the whole show. I have nothing show. against Seth MacFarlane. I'll be, I'll be happy to have him sing his song, but they, they should not give him an Oscar. No. Okay. So next one Never. is music, in parentheses, original score. So obviously we couldn't give this to Les Mis, right? Like that's because it's not an original mostly... score. <laughs> right. Okay. So we have Anna Karenina. We have uh, by Dario Marinelli. We have Argo by Alexander Desplat. Life of Pi by Michael Dana. Lincoln by the esteemed John Williams. And Skyfall by Thomas Newman. So this is quite a category because we have John Williams who at, at any point, this is going to be his last Oscar and his last score. Why would you say that? <laughs> It's just true. You. That hurts me sorry. really deep inside right now. <laughs> but keep keep that in mind, because the Academy voters will be keeping that in mind. So we have John Williams writing a score that I'm sure is quite good for Lincoln. Um, and then we have four other scores that I've heard pretty good things about. But I'm going to let somebody else take this first. Actually, let, let's let Vijay take this, because she's seen all of these. And I think this one's going to go to Life of Pi. I do... Mm. That would not be my choice, but I think just given how much of that movie is based around score, because it's a kid on a boat with a tiger for a long time, <laughs> that that's right. going to go in its favor. Yep. I, I, I actually, I agree with you. I just can't, I can't say it. I, I, I can't, <laughs> even though say. I think it's hard to life, say, I think life, I think Life of Pi is going to win so many, so many awards. I, I don't think it's going to, oh, goodness. I, I'm actually saying Skyfall on this one. I want Newman's score. It was so good. There have been so many awful Bond scores, so many awful action film scores. Newman showed exactly how to do it. And the way he worked in um, the theme as well was just perfect. Now, Catherine, you can go ahead and talk about what was snubbed here. Can I? If you want. 
Well, I mean, other I'm than bring the it fact, up if you won't. <laughs> you mean the fact that the Hobbit was completely and totally robbed in, in this category? That for the most that, perfect that exactly score I mean. I've I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> what? I'm still offended. It's it's, it's really I, good. Yeah. The the yeah. Hobbit has the themes. That's what I like, and what I miss about John Williams is the. Uh, you know, listening to the original Star Wars soundtrack, you've got mm-hmm. each character has their own theme, their own leap motif. I'm not even sure how to say that. Uh, That's, that was close. <laughs> That'll do. But like, we, we've got that back now. We've got the Hobbit theme from Fellowship of the Ring that he wrote, you know, 12 years ago. But he's yep. got a new twist on it. It's got kind mm-hmm. of an action kind of thing going to it and he's got the, the dwarf theme which is just incredible and sweeping and grand and every time i listen to the soundtrack i imagine just new zealand boy. it's all <laughs> i'm literally holding myself back right now to not start singing the song i'm literally like holding myself by the shoulders <laughs> the knives to oh, not, not that stop it not, what song the, no the no singing no, okay is that a rule in the observation well, okay. lounge i didn't know that rule <laughs> no singing well drew can't sing anyone else so, if we can't give it to the Hobbit, Catherine, uh, wh- where do you think it's going? I'm. I had a lot of trouble with this category because I have seen all of them, and I honestly believe that Anna Karenina had the best score out of what's nominated. Oh, um, Dario Marinelli is actually a completely underrated genius. His score for um, the Blue Notebooks is out of this world. And did he do Atonement? I believe he did do Atonement. I think he does all the Joe Wright movies. Oh. and Atonement had such a good score. Yeah, he is incredible. And honestly, okay. it was kind of the highlight of Anna Karenina for me. Yeah. <laughs> it is. There's that. I I can't decide if I want him to win really badly or if I actually think he'll win. Mm. I, I have a lot of conflicting emotions in this area. Okay. Well, so, but you're going I'm with going with him. I'm Anna going Karenina. with Dario. Okay. Okay. What about you, Drew? Uh, so am I. Um, but of course, I just randomly randomly picked it because I felt bad that <laughs> it was a movie that I didn't know existed until my Kindle told me, and I've not heard of it outside of my Kindle telling me about it. So it's like maybe it should win something. But then as you were going through it, I was like, oh man, up against John Williams and and Thomas Newman, and I'm like, maybe I don't know if he, if he wins, that's going to be a coup against against the other things. But I I just feel like a, yeah. a pity. I feel like pity should be given to this movie. It'd be a deserved yeah. coup, though, because as great, okay, good. As it's great actually a legend good. as John Williams is, the Lincoln score was not his best. It wasn't right. even his like second best or third best. Let's give him a Lifetime Achievement Award this year or next, and just... Possibly right yeah. now, I, just I, to be safe. <laughs> yeah, just in case. <laughs> right. Since apparently he's a walking time bomb. <laughs> I, I just I don't think he's got any more Oscar winning scores in him. I don't I don't think he does. I keep being disappointed. Sometimes yeah. like catch me if you can, he'll surprise me, but even that was what, seven years ago? Oh more than that so, now it has to be. Was it two thousand two, maybe? So I think it was the same year as Minority Report. So yeah, long time ago. Two thousand two. So yeah, John Williams. But if he wins, I won't be terribly surprised because it's John Williams and sometimes he just wins awards. But yeah, I think, so I'm going with, remind me, I'm going with Skyfall. BJ, you're going with... Life of Pi. Life of Pi, that's right. And then the other two are Anna Karenina. Okay, moving on to makeup and hairstyling. We have Hitchcock, which I think this is Hitchcock's only nomination. Uh, We have The Hobbit, An Unexpected Journey, and 
Les Mis. So, uh, Catherine, where do you think this is going? I, I just, I had to, I had to go with The Hobbit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Well, Hitchcock, I, I'm never, I have problems with, um, you know, movies winning awards for making someone look a lot like someone else, just because yeah. personally I find it boring, even though they do tend to occasionally win. Um, Les Mis, I just wasn't. I think in- the hours won for like no reason, right? The hours won because New- Nikhil Kidman wore a prosthetic nose. But isn't that just a dumb <laughs> reason to give a movie an Oscar? It was for a digitally yes, it edited prosthetic nose. And Les Mis, I I wasn't terribly impressed with the makeup and hairstyling, other than the fact they, that like, Anne Hathaway people. Anne Hathaway is her face is totally clean and beautiful the whole movie, while everyone oh, else God. is covered in mud, and it's really distracting. So they could win for distracting and bamboozling the audience. The the issue is that when you try to apply apply mud to Anne Hathaway's face, it it just it just disappears. I didn't think of that shoot. It doesn't fall off. It just is negated. Yes, I could see that. Which one are you going with, Drew? Uh, I'm going with the Hobbit because I'm going to uh, spoilers. I'm going to give it every award that I can (laughs) because it's the only one that I've seen. Okay. <laughs> no, because no, I I think that that the the makeup and hairstyling of you know thirteen dwarves and and a wizard. I mean, they made. I don't know if they did a lot of work, but Ian McKellen doesn't look much older than he did ten years ago. And same with Ian Holm and uh, Elijah Wood. I mean, they pick off. I mean, it looks like a prequel. You know, like this could have happened five minutes before the movie started for Fellowship. And uh, yeah. And just the different dwarves and all their beard styles and their hairstyles that are unique enough. They're kind of goofy, but they're not too goofy. They're they're just unique mm-hmm. and dwarven. And I'm sure there's lots of little details like braided in there. Like I saw like Gloin has, you know, dwarven things. And I'm sure say I'm awesome, you know, <laughs> braided into his beard. And like that, that's yep. cool stuff. Well, what was it? One of the one of the dwarves decided like the actor decided that his swords have like names and told Peter Jackson and Peter Jackson was like totally onto it and then had the names like inscribed in runes on the actual um the actual props. So that sort of thing. Um my my reason that I think I I don't I do think it's gonna win. I'm gonna say I think Hobbit's going to win. I think it's possible it could be upset because I think the Academy is gonna say it's all visual effects. I think they're gonna assume that it's all visual effects and they're just not going to give it. Whereas if you look at the production diaries, it's all there. Like that was real on set. It wasn't CG for the most part, but if there is an upset, I don't see it happening because we're looking at Hitchcock and Les Mis and I just don't see those winning. If there was anything else, like literally anything else, (laughs) I might say it's going to be up. It's going to upset the Hobbit. I love that they couldn't think of another. Just come on two more guys. No. Yeah, I like yeah. I, I guess the only one well Skyfall that was like digital prosthetics on uh Javier Bardem, so they weren't gonna give it to that. I like couldn't at least Anna Karenina be on here? Like that had makeup and hairstyles, right? It was more about the no? costuming, to be honest. There wasn't a okay. lot of really extravagant Okay. Okay. So I, I'm also going with the Hobbit just because I can't think of anything <laughs> that could possibly beat it. Right. What about you, VJ? I actually think that Hitchcock's going to win it. 
Ooh, I would like okay. I would like The Hobbit to win it, and I think The Hobbit deserves it. But I do agree with you, Greg, that I think that because, especially because the visual effects has been what has been the most heavily publicized about this movie, is that there's a wrong assumption that that is what everything is. Is yeah. oh yeah, I mean they're great, but it was just CGI when actually it was hours upon hours of a very dedicated team making all of these characters. But I do right. think that the Academy loves biopics to a point where it's hurtful, but they love <laughs> to award making people look like and acting like other people. Like if you even trace back the, um, excuse me, there's a cat climbing on my computer. <laughs> <laughs> and she almost pressed the not record button. <laughs> The, um, the Academy does have a trend of rewarding actors and makeup and hair that are portraying real life characters. If you just look back at the majority of people that have won Best Actor and Best Actresses, most of them are for biography portrayals. Hmm. That's true. Mm -hmm. Okay, so yeah. Uh, okay, so Hitchcock with a possible upset there. Okay, um, moving on. I guess we can quickly say foreign language film has to go... To war with to a more right to a more because it's also nominated for best picture. They kind of tipped their hand there. Oh. Uh, none of the other ones got nominated for best picture. <laughs> so I just want to make a quick shout out to the movie Rust and Bone for getting completely snubbed in this category oh. because it is perfect and it should win all the awards. I'm sorry, Amore, you depressed me and made me want to cry for the rest of the day. And Rust and Bone did <laughs> too, but on a different level. I just want them to know that I appreciate the work they did in that movie because they'll definitely listen to this later. <laughs> okay, so I will. We have noted that Rust and Bone should have won something, um, and probably foreign language, or should at least be nominated. Okay, but Amore is obviously going yeah, to win. If Amor it doesn't, going to win. <laughs> all right, all right. So moving on, we're we're getting through this. It might be a little bit more than an hour long show today. Sorry, guys, who have an exact hour long commute and use this to time <laughs> when to get off the bus. Commuter length. Um, we have film editing, which. Actually, most of these I don't even think were edited with physical film anymore. This is an interesting... They're all done on Avids these days. But it's still called film editing. And we have Argo, Life of Pi, Lincoln, Silver Linings Playbook, and Zero Dark Thirty. I'm going... Wait, which, which one actually am I going? I wrote this down because I'm going <laughs> to stick with it. I'm going with Life of Pi. Because, yeah... Because the ladies I think are it's just, heartbroken. They, Did ladies you take a life of pie of their, of pill before the show broken. that just made you fall in love with it? I think he thinks it's going to sweep. The ladies are crying I don't. Tears. We don't know yet. Did you but see it, life it of sounds pie? like it. With your eyeballs? I, I saw it. I don't it. want it to win anything. But the feeling I get from these nominations is that there's a really strong life of pie current here. I'm, I'm not feeling it about Les Mis. I'm not feeling it about Lincoln. I'm not feeling it about Zero Dark. I'm feeling like they want to just give a lot of things to Life of Pi and make people go out there and watch it and and think about it and I'm uh, I'm I, that's that's the feeling I'm having about this and if I'm wrong, <laughs> it's going to really screw me on the pool uh, because yes I'm giving this one to Life of Pi um as much as I think um The Hobbit should possibly be winning this one um I'd love to see Skyfall win um the, these aren't options these aren't things that are going to happen because they're not nominated what we need to okay, do is hold so, an a, a observation lounge award ceremony 
and okay. give out our own awards so that we feel better and we can well, approach this logically. Well, it would get boring after a while because we would just be talking about The Hobbit for the whole time. The Hobbit and Skyfall. <laughs> if it's not The Hobbit, it's Skyfall, pretty much. Which is great. Those are the only two movies I watch. So, <laughs> well, there you go. Well, so Drew, out of the five movies that you didn't see, which one do you think is going to win the Oscar? I think it's going to go to Argo. I think it's going to be okay. the, the that's my vote for it being the pity vote. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the the apologies to Team Ben Affleck. That that's it. I have nothing. Okay. Yeah. All right, VJ. I also are you, agree. Are you in Team Ben Affleck there? I also agree, and not just because I'm representing Team Ben Affleck, but I do think that awarding a Best Editing Oscar to any film that is pushing three hours is something that is ridiculous because as great as many of those films are they are too long hmm. i can see that that's why i was shaking <laughs> yeah. my head at, at your suggestion that the hobbit would win or uh, should it, be nominated is it there's it's, a it's lot a... that could be cut out no nothing can be cut from the hobbit but editing isn't about I, i'm going to disagree with vijay here editing isn't about cutting out stuff it's it's about making the scenes that are there work well and structuring it well uh, I, I i've never felt that film editing should go to a film that breezed through um and, and it wasn't long well no because there's there's a i think there's a difference between breezing and bloated and a part of editing and structuring editing is pacing and mm-hmm. a lot of these films do struggle with pacing because particularly in the second act or like the middle of the film there's just so much that is unnecessary or extemporaneous and it just doesn't it's about knowing what to keep but it's about also killing your darlings it's a phrase we use a lot in post-production is you have to kill your babies because there might be a scene that's perfect that you love that's amazing but if it happens in the middle of like a big chase scene and you want to stop to like have like a nice quiet romantic moment it might kill the tension which is why i think argo should win because argo is just a very well structured movie from beginning to end it's got its climax pun but it knows exactly where it's going and it's just it's building and building and building in the last 20 minutes of that movie you are on the edge of your seat which for something that is historical and happened and you know what's going to happen you just google it that's an achievement nice so so you wanted to win do you think it's going to win i do actually think it's going to win oh okay um, if there's there any go. upset uh, it might be zero dark 30 right right well so what what were you going to say catherine um, I actually completely agree with Vijay on this one. I thought Argo was ridiculously good. And I was, I had heard the story before. I had actually read about it before. And even though I knew what was going to happen, I was sitting there being like, oh, uh oh, uh oh, oh, no, no, no. Like for most of the movie, <laughs> it's beautifully edited. And I definitely think it, um, it sits above the rest of the films nominated in this category. Plus, it should just win the awards because it's been snubbed in the other categories. It should win in. Yeah. I I think you guys are going to be very, very disappointed (laughs) on Oscar night. It's always a possibility. Yes. Sad to say. That's most Oscar nights for me. Right. That's true. That's true. So I'm, I'm trying to avoid disappointment by going with what I really think is going to disappoint me when it wins. Um, so again, we're going to skip over the documentaries, um, because I really haven't gotten a chance to see them. Um, I do think invisible war is going to win. For documentary feature, I think that's a pretty much a lock. So 
But we'll see how that goes. We don't need to go into it because I haven't seen literally any of them. So moving on to a big one, especially for Team Ben Affleck, is directing. So we have Amor, Michael Henke. Am I going to be able to pronounce Honka. that correctly by the end He's of the day? He's German. Honka. Honka. Okay. Beasts of the Southern Wild by um, Ben Zeitlin. Life of Pi, Ang Lee. Lincoln by this guy, Steven Spielberg. And Silver Linings Playbook by David O. Needs to be punched more by George Clooney. Russell. Okay. So uh, anyone want to pick Silver Linings Playbook? Because I'm going to kick you off of the podcast right now. <laughs> no, no. It's okay. No. 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 Okay, good. No, All right. and not so. just because he needs to be kicked in the face rather than given an award, but it just isn't the I apparently of- need to read up on this guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's not a nice person. George Clooney had to beat him up. Do you know how Dude. bad you have to be to make George Clooney that angry? You basically have to be wow. Steven Seagal for that to happen. But also, just right. from an artistic standpoint, it's the type of yeah. movie that if you cast it well as a director, your job is to not do anything. All he did was right. not get in their way. Is it is it a good I mean is it a well directed film? Yeah, it's the directing is not it's not a film where there's a heavy director hand, which I suppose for the type of film that it is is a compliment. It's a well acted film. I don't know if I would okay. go as far to say that it's it's not a standout in terms of direction. It's just like this nice little sweet independent movie that I don't understand why it's gotten the amount of hype behind it as it has, though I did like it. And I thought in particular that, Jennifer Lawrence yeah. was great, but that's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing it's like Jersey girl. Like it's kind of like a fun movie with a heart, but it's just a standard film that no one is going to really care about in 10 years. It has two very pretty, pretty people as the leads. Right. That's a bonus. <laughs> that's for helpful. Me. And they're great. <laughs> Okay. But yeah, right. in 10 years, are we going to be talking about Silver Lining? In 10 years, I don't think we're going to be talking about very many of these movies, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. I had a hard yeah, time remembering what was of... nominated last year when I was talking to a friend of mine before I got here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of forgettable stuff in the last, I mean, last 10 years worth of Academy Awards, I think. That's quite true. All I really remember is Tree of Life, and that's only because I had to sit through it, and I didn't want to. Oh, God. That's all I remember. <laughs> All right, so I, I think we're going to be done with... I just wanted to do a quick aside. Okay, Catherine, who do you think is actually going to win the Best Directing Oscar? Well, I have to say, I'm looking at my, my notes, and I just wrote care with a question mark under this category. <laughs> but if you're going to make me choose something, yeah, I might actually... I might I might choose them more. Okay. The whole movie right. takes place inside their apartment. And visually, it's never boring, which I think is hmm. a kind of a huge achievement for um, a movie of that length. And I didn't, I don't want Life of Pi to win things because Ang Lee and I have been fighting <laughs> since all the shots of sheep in Brokeback Mountain that I had to look at. That's about it. All right. Uh, Drew, you, you've not seen any of these movies. What did you think? Well, I'm, I'm going with, with my man Spielberg. Because, okay. like I like I said, when I when I have no idea, I'm just gonna pick the name that I know and and Spielberg and Ang Lee. I just still can't get over the fact that he directed Hulk. Yeah, that's, <laughs> and that's I'll fair. always think of him like that. I had to think. I'm like, why is everybody? Why is Ang Lee nominated for so many things? Why is this Life of Pi? I mean, this is the guy who did Hulk. And I'm like, oh yeah, he did Brokeback Mountain too. 
Oh. And Sense and Sensibility. I mean, he's a really, really good director. I mean, he and I are also fighting, but he is phenomenal. Like, I, I, I don't think anyone... I actually, I actually like his Hulk movie in a lot of ways, so I probably should be kicked off from my own podcast. <laughs> you are fired, yes. VJ, t- tell me why Steven Spielberg is not going to win this award. I'm, I'm telling. Well, I know that he's not going to, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with him um, <laughs> because he's Steven Spielberg. Even though he hasn't okay. done much good stuff in a while, I really have no justification. I feel that this is his passion project, and maybe they're going to acknowledge that. I okay. mean, because for a guy to have done so many movies and finally be like, this is what I want to make. Unfortunately, finding out that, you know, he went through like five different iterations just means he wanted to make a Lincoln movie, not necessarily yeah. that he had a Lincoln movie in his mind, and he's like, I must put this to film. He was just like, I want to do a Lincoln movie because Lincoln. Yeah. And, yeah. Okay, well... <laughs> So, Vijay, what did you think? Well, as much as it pains me to say, I honestly think Drew's right. I think Steven Spielberg is going to win it. Oh, really? And I think that, which kills me more than <laughs> any of you will ever understand, just because also Lincoln is such blatant Oscar bait. Yes. The entire movie just screams... Mm-hmm. Hi, I am Steven Spielberg, and please give me an Oscar. Thank you. I'm just going to do lots of push-in shots on Daniel Day-Lewis reading huge monologues. But he's Steven Spielberg, and this is a nomination that has come on the heels of a lot of lost nominations. And people, he did win for Schindler's List, but people still have never really gotten over the fact that Shakespeare in Love beat Saving Private Ryan. So I feel like he's permanently being apologized to. (laughs) <laughs> and Warhorse last year had no traction and was clearly just a token nomination. But Lincoln does have some amount of traction. Like, people have been talking about it. Um, I just hope whoever wins, Kanye West is in the audience. And he jumps <laughs> on stage and just announces that Argo was one of the I'm best directed finish. movies. I'm going to let you finish with Ben Affleck directed the best movie of the year. Well, this is, and I guess now is the appropriate time yeah. to have to have my rage. <laughs> out. But I just don't understand the philosophy of having so many Best Picture nominations and not having coinciding Best Director nominations because these are not movies that direct themselves. Like, well, remember Apollo 13 oh, yeah. did not get nominated. I believe didn't even get nominated for best director, but he definitely didn't win. It's like this film did not direct itself, guys. Like Ron Howard was there. Exactly. He's a really good director, but he he consistently doesn't get nominated. The one exception being Les Mis, because I do think that movie directed itself, because clearly Tom Hooper was never looking at the <laughs> no. monitor since no one's in frame ever. But you know, like you have Django, which is nominated for best picture. Quentin Tarantino's not nominated. Zero Dark Thirty. It's insane. She's not nominated. Argo. And these are movies that are incredibly complicated ensemble pieces that were someone had to make them and somebody had to get everyone to set all their day. So I I, I really think think those three. Oh, no, go ahead. Do do you think that they should be a combined category? Like maybe not have a best director? 
I don't necessarily. I mean, because if we're just saying this is the best movie, but this isn't the best director, you're saying that they should usually always line up. So shouldn't they, they line they up do, to start with? They do often usually line up. I don't think they yeah. always have to. I do think that it is strange that we expanded best picture, but didn't expand best director just yeah. because they do often go so hand in hand because that is like the central vision of the film that got made. So every choice that got made in that film, the director's stamp of approval had to have been on it. Uh, mm -hmm. But I don't, they don't always have to coincide. They just usually do because logic sort of would follow that yeah. train. But there, it's like, I mean, when Ang Lee won for Brokeback Mountain as best director, but um, Crash won best picture. Yeah. It does happen. It just, it's when weird. people happen, I it's an event because it's so strange. I I feel like these are the wrong five, the wrong five out of the nine. I and I don't know why they're. In, I mean Lincoln. Okay, I would I'll, I'll admit Lincoln, and I guess Amor, and I guess possibly Life of Pi because I'm about to say that it's going to win. But Quentin Tarantino, Catherine Bigelow, and Ben Affleck should all be in here. And I don't want to say, but I kind of feel like, well, it's Quentin Tarantino, so he's not going to get nominated. Well, it's Ben Affleck, so he's not going to get nominated. And it's Catherine Bigelow. I hate that. I hate that there's this sense inside of me that feels like, well, it makes sense that the Academy wouldn't honor these people. But I really feel that way. I guess Catherine Bigelow the least. I, I feel like I don't understand at all why she's not non nominated. Like, I really can't wrap my head around it. The only thing is people just don't ever give her the respect that she deserves. Except when they did. Except for when she won Best Director. Yeah, I know. Against her own ex-husband. But still, she wins right. Best Director. That's... And then Brett Easton Ellis comes out this year and says, you know, if you weren't a woman, no one would ever pay attention. Like, you get you get it and then they take it yeah. away. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's that's something, another podcast I listened to, uh, the Rotcast from FilmRot.com. Mm -hmm. uh, James from there is convinced that... Uh, that what's the Hurt Locker won and she won Best Director because the Academy decided that they were going to be anti-Cameron. And so they were mm, just like, right. well, you know, we don't that. like Jim Cameron anymore. Yep. And so we're going to uh, we're going to give it to his ex-wife and make it better. And right. and I, I hate it, but I totally agree and with I you. Think I totally think because Cameron didn't happened. have a movie, they were just like, we'll give it Best Picture. Yeah. And I also think they needed yeah. a token woman director to just say they had done it and it was an appropriate oh. enough of a feature that it could feel yeah. justified and they've done it now they don't have to for another 10 years mm -hmm. and god it pisses me off so um yeah quentin tarantino um i think should be winning this uh ben affleck i wouldn't have a big problem with that Catherine bigelow i would definitely not have a problem <sighs> with what's here um i i would want to go i would probably want to go with lincoln as, as Oscar Beatty as it is, but I, I, I do think that, that Ang Lee is going to take this one this year. I just think that's going to happen. Okay, moving on to costume design, which seems out of place, but here it is. We have Anna Karenina, Les Mis, Lincoln, Mirror, Mirror, another movie getting its only nomination, and Snow White and the Huntsman. Wait Can people even remember that Mirror, Snow Mirror White happened? Movies? Both the Snow White movies. I've actually seen them huh. both. Have you really? I have. Did you do a double feature? I did. It was a dark time in <laughs> nice. my life. I don't really want to discuss it. Um, 
I don't know why they're even being mentioned. Oof. I, I know that's rude, but my god, why? <laughs> yeah. Well, they they like to they like to nominate people who make new stuff or like it looks new. Like they they forget that even movies set in present day are still oftentimes fully costumed. Oh, absolutely. Oh yeah. Uh, and and especially if you take a movie that took place like ten years ago, like you look at Argo, like that's a movie. Oh, insane yeah. costume design work being done but it's going to be completely ignored and they're going to they're going to look at a movie that takes place in a fantasy land because it looks amazing um but then at the same time they're going to ignore the greatest fantasy land ever created i know i i feel like mirror mirror and snow white and the huntsman are only there because they're fantasy movies yeah and then the hobbit is where <laughs> because definitely there was very little costuming in that movie not because, elaborate you know, at all all costumes and all the actors are CGI too. You just oh add yeah, that in absolutely. Post, wear, make them wear green well, suits. Well, I'm I'm thinking that I'm thinking that they're going to do if the Hobbits keep getting better, like Lord of the Rings did. I'm sure that they're going to do a you know huge clean sweep of uh, what is it? What's the last one called? There and back again. There and back again. Yes. Um, I that but, that's but a because it's only been ten years since. Well, I mean, it hasn't been ten years since they got the Oscar, right? No. So, 10 years so since. we're not we're not done we're not done. Peter Jackson already got all his awards ten years ago, so we don't need to, you know, we don't need to acknowledge the work that they've done yet. Right. Well, so Drew, while you're talking, which one do you think they're going to go with? Um, I'm going to throw another pity vote to Les Mis, just because okay. uh, costumes. I'm I'm assuming that the costumes are okay. <laughs> It looks like uh, Catherine and VG just watched it. It looks like Javert is wearing a suit made of shiny blue felt. The whole movie, I can't explain <laughs> it. Well, that's cool. He's also another guy who's miraculously clean in the slums of France. I, I wasn't terribly <laughs> impressed. I don't mean to really hate on Les Mis all day. I could, but no, I go ahead. Okay, <laughs> it was the worst. It was the worst. That is all. I'm done. Okay. So you wouldn't give no. the costume design Oscar to Les Mis? I forgot to actually Which movie choose. would you give it to? <laughs> I w- oh, did you? I would probably give it to Anna Karenina just because of the trend of big, showy period pieces yep. always taking this award. Marie Antoinette won this award, mm-hmm. and it wasn't even that impressive. So, I mean, that's just how I'm and, feeling this. And there were, like, Reebok shoes. Or, no, what were they? They were Converse. Yes, there were. Converses. Like, Really? Uh, I, I do think this is going to be the bone that they throw to Anna Karenina. I think this is going to be the only one it wins. Just as a, here you go. You should check it out. Um, what about you, VJ? I agree. I do think that this is going to be the only one that Anna Karenina goes away with. But that's also not to say it's if it does deserve one, it would be this one. Those those questions right. were gorgeous. Okay. So I, I think not a undeserved win that we're... Pretty much saying Anna Karenina, although, yeah, Drew, you said Lame something miss, else. But just because. Lame miss, yes. Yeah. Well, we'll see. You, you can be the upset vote. It could be Lincoln as well. Um, oh, God. <laughs> period piece. Th- but those are some of the worst period piece costumes I've ever oh, seen. Oh, really? Those wigs are laughable. <laughs> oh, jeez. I mean, it doesn't help that it's Tommy Lee Jones wearing a period piece. Yeah. I was going to say, is it Tommy Lee Jones that gives you the problem? Because I can imagine that would be a problem. I actually blacked out in the middle of Lincoln because I was distracted by his face with the wig. <laughs> wow. It was It's not pretty. Okay, so so maybe not, maybe not Lincoln then. Maybe okay, we're extremely so prejudiced, one? but it's fine. 
Okay, so the next one is Cinematography. We have Anna Karenina, shot by Seamus McGarvey. Django Unchained by Robert Richardson. Life of Pi, shot in quotation marks by Claudio Miranda. Lincoln by, of course, Janice Kaminsky, because I don't think Spielberg knows anyone else that works in the DP field anymore. Uh, And Skyfall, shot by Roger Deakins. Um, If this doesn't go to Roger Deakins, I'm going to be so mad. I'm going to be strangling people left and right in the streets. I will be a one-man riot because that movie was so beautiful. I'll be on the horse next to you Um, just charging down the road in rage. All right. (laughs) However, I do think it's going to go to Life of Pi. So... I really want to know who put Life of Pi in your cereal this morning. I'm going to be so angry. Really? I think it's going to... With which part? No, I with all of it, actually. I think that Roger Deakins deserves it. That movie's beautiful. Also, shout out to the Alexa, which they shot on, which is a gorgeous camera, especially for the the way that they used it in exteriors. I think it's going to Life of Pi. I do. I'm just Deacon's shot on that IMAX too. Let's not forget. Right. Um, I actually have some justification because I too saw the the five minute preview before. <laughs> I think it was Prometheus because I was talking out oh, loud. Oh, it was Prometheus. During, yeah, it was. Uh, and after I was done, after it was done, and it was all cool. It was the flying fish and stuff, and a tiger, and I was like, "That's really neat." And my wife leans over to me because nobody else is in the theater for us because Prometheus. <laughs> And so it was just us, so we were talking through it, and she's just like, what was that? And I said, I guess Ang Lee decided to make a short visual effects film just to Ah. shoot in 3D for fun. And then I found out, like, two months later that it was a full-length movie, and I'm like, (laughs) well, it was really, really, I mean, that short was really, really well done. I would give it cinematography just for that short, but... I I thought it was going to become a Coke commercial, like, at any moment. That too. I was like, what is this joke that they're doing, and why is there a tiger on a green screen? (laughs) <laughs> um, I need to see this movie because I have so much hatred for it based on that five minutes and it's kind of unfounded because I do hear amazing things about it Um, I just I, I think it's not going to win because not because it deserves it or because it even looks good at all I just think they're going to throw it Um, I would love to see well, obviously Skyfall but if it has to go to to someone else I mean um, Django Unchained could clearly get it It's it's some amazing Wild West shots being done. Uh, well, v- VJ, have you? No, you already you already did say. I think it's Catherine. Catherine is the next person. I I really am just gonna say Skyfall because I was super impressed with the cinematography and I really really think it could maybe win a little bit. I'm having I'm <laughs> okay. I'm realizing now I'm coming to terms with the fact that I'm just really resentful that I've sat through all of Life of Pi and that's why I haven't written it down <laughs> for a single category. <laughs> Because I've never been so irritated, maybe since actually Tree of Life, to sit through an entire movie for the sake of my watching of all the Oscar picks. I just don't. I don't want it. Skyfall. I choose okay. I choose Skyfall. Very nice. And let's see. Uh, Drew, have you have you said? Now no, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm going senile. Okay, so we have, we have two people for Life of Pi, one person for Skyfall. And Drew, which one did you say? I said Life of Pi also. You love Life of Pi. Okay. Yeah. I'll fight the Oof, lot of you. This it's is fine. looking bad for you guys who, who didn't say Life of Pi is going to sweep the awards. Um, <laughs> next one is animated feature film. So we have Brave. We have Frankenweenie. We have Paranorman. We have The Pirates. Band of Misfits. And we have Wreck-It Ralph. Wreck-It? Wreck-Em? Something? I, I think, didn't they change the name? 
in production, and that's why I'm confused. I think it was Wreck-Um Ralph, and then became Wreck-It Ralph, and now I can't say it correctly either way. Well, I think anyway. it was Fix-It Frank and Wreck-It Ralph. But Wreck'em, I think you're thinking like Rock'em Sock'em Robots? I, I maybe, maybe I am. Maybe I'm just getting confused with a lot of things. Um, I didn't actually see any of these films, Neither amazingly I. enough. I heard, I heard bad things about Brave. Mm-hmm. I heard middling things about Frank and Weenie. I heard amazing things about Paranorman. I heard nothing about the Pirates, Band of Misfits. <laughs> and I've actually heard really, really, really good stuff about Wreck-It Ralph. I really want to see this movie. This is another category where I've actually seen all of them because I work with children. <laughs> okay. Oh, nice. Okay, that's good. <laughs> so you can be... Why don't you go ahead and start us with the most informed opinion? I'll be honest. I would like to see Paranorman win. Uh, Paranorman was by far and away my favorite that's in the category. Um, the animation is gorgeous. It's the most terrifying children's movie I've ever seen in my life. Absolutely. <laughs> Also, special shout out to the director of Paranorman for having the first ever animated openly gay character. Oh. Yeah. I think just given the Academy and their love of Pixar, it's going to end up going to Brave. Oh, no, don't even say that. God, please don't say that. I think Brave was probably the, not the one I liked the least, but if Frank and Weenie wins, I won't be terribly upset. Um, the animation was very interesting. It's very much a different style than the other films that are nominated. But they love Pixar. Frankenweenie is so ugly. Am I wrong that it's really, really ugly? On purpose, though. It's a very yeah. interestingly uh. type of pretty ugly. Where they're trying, you can tell that they're trying to be like weird and old school, and you can see the outlines. It has nothing to do with Tim Burton, I- though. Obviously, that's not a theme with him <laughs> no, no, and his no. movies. No. no. None, I just I, I enjoy I enjoy the look of other Tim Burton films. I I know that he did not direct um, Nightmare Before Christmas, but right. I I really enjoy the look of that film. Like I don't have a problem with it, um, and I love his his um, a lot of his live action stuff. Frank and Weenie, I'm like, okay, let's give his short film an Oscar. But the whole thing, I'm actually going with Paranorman on this. I I think it can win. I think it should win from everything I've heard about it. Although Wreck-It Ralph, I think, could be a very possible contender. Really? Brave? I didn't say I thought it should win. I said I think it will win. (laughs) All right, Catherine. So which one do you think will win? I'm actually, I'm going to agree with Vijay on this one. If only because Cars 2 won an Oscar. If any movie Uh, should have... Cars 2, Cars 2 didn't have that good of competition. Like, this is a much better year for animated film. I know, but... Would you want to be the person to not give Pixar an Oscar? The first <laughs> Pixar film to not win an Oscar? I would not want to be that person. Oh, it's do- not the first. <laughs> really? Pixar got beat by Happy Feet. That's right. Oh, yeah. Which is blasphemy. Which happened. <laughs> I I think that was the first Cars, too. I might be mistaken on that. But I think yeah, Cars I- 1 was beat by Happy Feet. And I... I really think Cars 2 only won because there just wasn't anything else that year. I forget what the other nominations were. I feel like were, it was a Kung Fu not... Panda. I have a sort of yeah. vague memory of that happening. And wasn't it like Kung Fu Panda 2 even? Probably. I, I just feel like it wasn't. <laughs> that was not a good year. Whereas this year, like these are five Pirates aside. Although I, I hear not bad things about the Pirates um, from the, the, the two things. Like, I mean, I saw the trailer and it looked interesting. Um, but it's, a, it's a, like five rather good films. I, I, 
brave. Uh, Drew, what about you? I I just, I loved Paranorman. It was my favorite oh. out of what I've seen in this category, certainly. But okay. I feel like Brave's going to just take it. For being beautifully animated, at least, even if the story has yeah. some weaknesses. I'm just, I'm just going to go ahead and say Brave. Okay. I'm not feeling very All confident right. this year in my Oscar choices, clearly. <laughs> well, everything I thought I knew like was it. wrong right. before the nominations <laughs> even were listed. So. Exactly. Right. Okay, Drew, as our final member of the panel here. Yes, um, I'm also going with Brave just for the, the Pixar thing. Um, but this this entire category upsets me because it, it seems <laughs> like it seems like they, they felt bad that, you know, uh, they they didn't give best picture to Beauty and the Beast. So but for some reason, they waited 10 years and then made up this category. But they're not there's no other category like this. There's. This is a film. This is a short film. This is a director. This is cinematography. And then we've got kids' movies over here. And it's like, I mean, if you're going to do this, be yeah. like the Golden Globes. Give us a best comedy or musical and give us a best drama. And Not- I wouldn't be surprised to see them move in that direction, actually. And actually, I, let me let me jump in real quick. There is a best original musical Oscar. Like, it still exists. They just haven't given it since 1984 because there <laughs> haven't been any. Um, since um, Prince made made his amazing, amazing masterpiece that's obviously Oscar-worthy. Uh, but no, obviously, as you say, they haven't given it, and they don't. They no longer have the, you know, color film Oscar mm-hmm. that they used to have. They, they don't split it up. I, I just, this, this, this category, and, and years like the year that Cars 2 won is proof that they really <laughs> have no idea what they're doing with it. They, right. They're just like, well, sometimes these movies are pretty good. Maybe we should acknowledge them. But I, I feel like if you're going to do that, you should do it to everybody. I, I feel like the fact that none of these films made it onto the best picture list kind of does say something. Now that it is 10 films and they only did nine and they couldn't give any of these animated films that 10th slot kind of speaks to the fact that it is kind of a weak it's it's a middling slate this year. I mean, Up didn't win Best Picture either, and it should have. So, yeah. Well, the first ten minutes should have won Best Picture. We we can we can talk about the rest of it. You you might have a soft spot for Beagles that I don't have. I love Beagles. No. Okay. All right. So moving on to the final page of the PDF. These are the big awards. Uh, like the Oscars, we're we're going much over, but that's fine. <laughs> we have actress in a supporting role. We have. The lovely Amy Adams for The Master. We have Sally Field for Lincoln. Anna Hathaway for Les Mis. Helen Hunt for The Sessions. And Jackie Weaver for that other movie. <laughs> so Let's start it out. Playbook, you could, yeah, it will, it will now be know, known as Greg's Bane. That's fine. <laughs> Greg's Bane. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, Catherine, who do you think is going to take this one? This category physically pains me. I have to say, mm. but I really think Anne Hathaway is just going to take it. Her performance, really? her performance is excellent. You can't see it, and it's sort of fuzzy. But and she described it herself as eh. But I think she did a really good job and should probably win for it. I almost picked her. I, I was I was this close, and then my my hatred for everything I've seen of that film took over, and I went with Sally Field. Um, because she's the sort of actress who wins these sort of awards, and I hear that she was really good in Lincoln. I didn't hate it. Would it would it be crazy if Sally Field wins? People no. who have seen Lincoln. 
No. Okay. <laughs> PJ, you're, you're, you're giving me a look. So you, you, you just, don't think it would be crazy if Sally Field wins, but what I do you don't, think? I don't think it'd be crazy except for how strongly I really think that Anne Hathaway is going to win. People, oh, wow. are, people are talking about it as though it's already a done deal. Then again, these are the same people who three days ago were writing articles about Catherine Bigelow being nominated for her second war movie Oscar. So right. nothing's ever really that done. <laughs> but um, if anyone is going to upset Anne Hathaway, I would like to see it be Helen Hunt for the sessions. Oh, um, great movie. This is a movie I don't I don't know much about. It's a really great little movie. Uh, great performances. Helen Hunt and John Fox, who unfortunately did not get a nomination, did a great job. Mm. But I think Anne Hathaway is going to win. She's my official pick. Is that what you said as well, Drew? Uh, no, I'm I'm going with oh. Amy Adams, as I've finally oh. forgiven her for ruining the Muppets. Um, <laughs> not necessarily her, but being involved in that production. That movie was beautiful, and I had a good heart, Drew. No, it didn't. It, it did. was terrible, and it was awful. Get out! Get out! And it was it was no. Apparently, we're gonna have to have a Muppet but, fight. But the Muppets. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I love the Muppets, and that wasn't a Muppet movie. Either was the Muppet Wizard of Oz, but that happened. Yeah, but it wasn't released theatrically, and wasn't that. <laughs> okay, I'm coming so you, for you. You've, you've forgiven Amy Adams, and 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 okay. And I'm always impressed with her. Uh, uh, I've actually seen, believe it or not, I've actually seen other Oscar-nominated movies, and <laughs> and I really liked The Fighter, and I thought that. That, oh yeah it's that really great to see her go from you know she can do enchanted and then she could do the fighter and then she can do the muppets and then she can do the master and it's like she's got this range i'm very interested to see what she does with lois lane um to take yes. an established property character like that and and i'm seeing i wonder how she's going to play it maybe hopefully in the middle not deep dark dramatic like fighter but not you know, having a party for herself from right. from Muppets. I yeah, I wanted to pick Amy Adams because I I I love her so much. I think she's amazing. But I I feel like I feel like the Masters getting snubbed. Mm-hmm. I feel like this was like a token nomination, but it's not going to be a token Oscar. I feel like the Master came out at the wrong time. If this is what it wanted, to mm. be perfectly honest, it came out so much earlier than all the other awards movies, and there's a reason that all Oscar movies usually get released at a certain time and it's because people have short memories, especially yep. in entertainment. And so they've forgotten that it happened. Yeah. So I, I, I would love to see her win. I'm, I'm surprised you guys say Anne Hathaway. I'm, I know. I'm now wondering if we can't go back and somehow reshoot that movie uh, with like steady cams or challenge you know, accepted. <laughs> Com- completely, <laughs> completely stable cams, like on tripods, it doesn't even like need from the to corner. Be stable. We just need to move them maybe a couple inches to the left so that they're actually in the shots. <laughs> maybe focus less. Maybe get maybe hire an assistant camera. Yes, yeah, so that the shots can be in focus. <laughs> <laughs> wow, is it really like out of focus? Yes. Like oh, there's God. a four-minute one shot of the song Empty Chairs and Empty Tables, if you're familiar with the score. the f- It's a profile. The focus is on his hairline, not his face that's singing. <laughs> oh, man. It's also Sasha Baron Cohen. <laughs> I mean, I Dreamed a Dream, which is the moment that everyone 
thinks is going to win Anne Hathaway an Oscar, her full face is maybe on screen for about 30 seconds. And I think I'm being generous. It's what you can see of her is great. (laughs) (laughs) And is acting well. For some reason, I think this is just really funny. Wow. Okay, so I'd love to see it go to Anne Hathaway. Is she going to sing? Is there any way for her to sing at the Oscars? Would we want her to? I'm sure they'll find a way. She, when Hugh Jackman hosted, she sang with him. We could do oh, that true. again. That's true. But more right. dramatic. how this all happened. I am Wolverine <laughs> is actually the subtitle of the lame is the movie. <laughs> nice. Okay, so moving on to actress in a leading role. We have Jessica Chastain for Zero Dark Thirty. Jennifer Lawrence for Silver Lang's Playbook. Emmanuel Riva for Amour. Um, I'm sorry. Is there someone on the panel who can pronounce her name? Please. Kevin Zane Wallace for Beasts of the Southern Wild, and Naomi Watts for The Impossible. That that was actually really good. I'm impressed. Thank you. So so, so we've Drew. got we've got a six year old, and yes. we've got an eighty five year old. We do. Oh, she's a really she's talented six year old. She's nine. Oh, she's nine. Oh, she's nine. She's still okay. the youngest nominee ever, but she's nine now. She was six when she auditioned for the film. And fun right. fact, lied about her. No, she was five. She was lied about her age yeah, and said that. she was six because six was the cutoff. <laughs> wow. Because this is the movie that's yeah. been in the works for like a, a, a while. A long time. And I honestly, anyone can win this category that's nominated and I would be happy. I would yeah. love to see her win because she not only gave a phenomenal performance for a nine-year-old, but just gave a wonderful performance. And that movie is so engaging and she's so winning. Yeah. and. Just so cute. I want to take her home and feed her. Is this a movie that I really should run out and see? Yep, I yep. didn't even give it any thought. Run really fast. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. It was charming and moving emotionally, and I enjoyed it very much. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so Vijay, are you on, you're on team Kevin Zane? Honest, I, I, actual pick, I think Jessica Chastain is going to win. And Hmm. I think it's going to be another thing where it's sort of an apology. Not to say she wasn't great in Zero Dark Thirty, but it's going to be, well, we didn't give it to the one woman, so let's reward the other. Possibility. But anyone can win this category, and I would be happy. They all were really great. I'd I'd love to see Jennifer Lawrence win. I think she's, she's fantastic. And this would be the one award I wouldn't mind seeing Silver Lang Playbook. So whatever the movie's called. I wouldn't mind it seeing... Yes. I would really not mind seeing her win. Um, Drew, uh, which one are you going with? I'm going with Jennifer Lawrence because okay. um, I mean, she did pretty good in The Hunger Games, which I, I did see. Um, and and she's the only one I'd really heard of. Though I do like Jessica Chastain's name because my stepdad's <laughs> last name is Chastain and my wife's name is Jessica. So if had he adopted me, Jessica Chastain would be my wife's name. But but I decided to go against the grain of my own who has the best name. And I go I went with Jennifer Lawrence because I've seen one of her movies. Wow. You've seen you surely you saw X Men First Class. Actually I have not yet. Oh, oh. goodness. You need to go because that, that is the Jennifer Lawrence movie. Yes. It's it's all about her. And when she's not on screen well, when she's not on screen and shoot, I'm well, forget, Michael Fassbender. Michael Fassbender. Fassbender. Yeah. Right. But when neither of them is on screen, 
It's it's a terrible. But I thought it was terrible the January train wreck Jones of a movie. movie. Speaking of when it's a terrible, <laughs> terrible movie. I thought we were just not going to talk about that ever again. Thanks for that memory. I'm just going to bring up January Jones in every episode just to see what's oh, up. I actually. Her name I is trying January. to explain. Because. I was explaining the. I was explaining the plot of all new X Men to someone. And I said that it was Cyclops teaming up with Magneto and Betty Draper. And they understood what I meant. So it worked. It worked out fine. I just couldn't. I blanked on her name briefly. Okay, Catherine. Oh, man. Which one do you think? I really. I had a hard time with this category because I want to give Jennifer Lawrence all the awards just for being Jennifer Hmm. Lawrence as a person and for her performances as well. But I did end up going with Jessica Chastain. Oh. Okay. I haven't even seen Zero Dark Thirty yet, just because I have some personal issues with the with with war movies. But um, I have only heard, and from what I've seen of her performance, that it was definitely Oscar worthy. Okay, I'm actually surprised. I thought you were going to go with Emmanuel Riva, and that's actually who I picked. I, I think they're going to go with the the old lady. She's only like <laughs> just from from what I look at, looking right. <laughs> Was she good? Was she was she not the standout part of the movie? Oh no, she was great. <laughs> okay, so I would I, I I also would love to see Jennifer Lawrence win. Um, I but yeah, as VJ said, it could really go any of five ways. I, they're not going to give it to the little girl, right? Like that's it's it's happened. Anna Paquin did win for the piano when she was I think either like true. eleven or twelve. It's not likely, but this one really kind of is a bit of a toss up. Okay. All right. Uh, moving on to actor in a supporting role. We have Alan Arkin for Argo. We have Robert Nero, Silver Lang's Playbook, Philip Seymour Hoffman for The Master, Tommy Lee Jones for Lincoln. Okay, who are we kidding? This is the Christoph Waltz Award. Like, it's officially the Christoph Waltz Award. I would give his from beard From now an until award. infinity. Yes. <laughs> That's it. That's... I Like, un- until someone casts him in a lead role, which... Why bother? Really, he's so good <laughs> yeah. at supporting. I, I think we'll just give this one to him every year, right? And can those who've seen Django Unchained agree that Samuel L. Jackson should be on this list? He should be on the list. He yes, should be at the top of said list. Yes, which is very surprising to me because Mace Windu. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he's done good stuff that wasn't yeah. star wars and actually he's really good in star wars actually is he ever not good uh dear well yeah that's the thing like he's always good he disappears into that makeup like i did not recognize him for a while i was still waiting for samuel jackson to show up he um, didn't swear constantly to give it away i'm confused. oh no he did oh okay <laughs> sorry i'm still a little traumatized he, yeah, he should Django. be nominated yeah, I am too. I, some feelings. I do actually need to see it again so I can like examine it, but I'm yeah, traumatized mostly. Okay, is there anyone on this list not gonna say that Christoph Waltz should win? Okay, are there any upsets? Any 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 possible upsets for this? I, I actually think that Phil, Philip Seymour Hoffman Oh. Oh really? Um, okay. Because he's Philip Seymour Hoffman. I, I can't terribly disagree with that. Uh, did he win? Someone remind <laughs> he did. me. Did he, he win for Charlie Wilson's no, War? No, he did not. He won for Capote. Capote. He was good in Capote. Capote was He was great. amazing in Charlie Wilson's War. And I feel like that's a movie that's been forgotten and ignored. Mm, 
This is a tricky one also to predict because usually if there's going to be an upset or there's an award, it's one of those awards that it's like, oh, well, they were all great, but this person hasn't won, so they're owed it or they're owed it for this. They Everyone in this category has won before. So yeah. there's no, no one's getting in, oh, we owe you Oscar here. Um, if there is an upset, I would say Alan Arkin for Argo. Hmm. But I think Chris, I think and would like Christoph Waltz to win. Okay, and, and Catherine? Oh, absolutely, Christoph Waltz. I have no other opinions in this category other than the fact that he <laughs> deserves the win out of everyone else listed, and I would love to see him win again. That is all. Okay. Uh, the the other name that should be on this list is um, Leo. Where 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 is he? Where is my Leo? He's in the closet right now. I kept yeah. him. I brought him home. He literally bled <laughs> for the performance. He did. I was gonna bring. That was gonna be my <laughs> cocktail chatter, VJ. Thank you. Oh uh, well, you can no, tell go the ahead. story. No, it's fine. I don't tell care. The, somebody Sorry. tell the you story. Can tell the story. <laughs> I'm sure you tell that. He's. I I I probably not. But no. Well, Drew, you haven't seen the film, I think, but. Uh, there's a dinner sequence, and he slams his fist on the table in emphasis, and then his hand is bleeding for the rest of the shot. And I think when you watch the film, you're assuming that's like a gag that they set up. But no, that's Leonardo DiCaprio he who just cut himself. He smeared his blood on his fellow I, actor's face, face. <laughs> he did. for dramatic yeah. effect. And yep. Poor Kerry Washington. I know. Gets so beat up and no props. That's Yeah, and no one awesome. cares about... And yeah, where is she? Ah, I'm 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 very mad about Django and the awards that it really should have gotten. And I, at least Christoph Waltz is going to win. I, if there's if that doesn't happen, I'm really gonna gonna hold a riot. Okay, well, just think of all. I mean, if it doesn't win anything, imagine all of the the news articles, the the headlines that we can have. You know, did Django unwind? And and all kinds of. <laughs> I it's pronounced awful. the D, didn't I? I'm a terrible human. The Django. The, the, Django. D, the D is silent. I do have a theory I meant that the. I don't think. I said the. I don't think Leonardo DiCaprio wanted it, to be honest. Hmm. I think, because it's been such a long time coming with him, I think he wants best leading actor when he wins an Oscar. Okay. Because he didn't campaign that hard. I think if he'd really That's... wanted it, he would have okay. had it. Okay. Okay. Hmm. I, I just, I still feel like this should be the three supporting people from Django fighting two people who don't matter and i'm, I'm surprised <laughs> but you're right he, if he didn't campaign for it yeah we'll, we'll give we'll give him an oscar when he does his next really big performance okay speaking of which actor in a leading role we have bradley cooper silver lines playbook daniel day lewis for lincoln hugh jackman for les mis joaquin phoenix for the master and denzel washington for flight is this flight's only nomination mm-hmm. there was another one for flight down oh that's oh, no, right what was it wasn't it it was the screenplay i think it was screenplay which i think it actually could possibly win screenplay you could tell me in development but wasn't that another script that was oh yeah that was play a lot of people were saying a lot about oh, yeah not as not as much as argo but yeah it was one of those scripts that went around for a while okay but so um this one also like isn't this the official daniel day lewis award mm-hmm. yeah absolutely Daniel like, Day-Lewis, yeah. period film, historical, yeah. political fiction. Yeah. There's no other way yeah. that it's I at least see this going. least 15 speeches. Yeah. I counted 32. Dramatic monologues. I, I, yeah, I, I don't I, see I, him I heard, not I heard he this. went and lived in a lob cabin in Illinois for 20 years in preparation for this film. And you can't really fight against that. 
I mean, if this award was the most ridiculously shiny hair award, it would go to Bradley Cooper, and that would be fine. <laughs> if it was for the most staring at camera scenes in a movie, Hugh Jackman. <laughs> I just, I don't see how Daniel Day-Lewis won't win this award. You did remind me, I, I want to talk about the two Onion headlines from this week. Uh, the one was Bradley Cooper nominated for a staggering one Oscar. <laughs> uh, the other one is that Ben Affleck is nominated for Matt Damon's best friend. Um, unfortunately, at press time, rumor is that John Krasinski is going to win this year. <laughs> Which, where is that film, by the way? Where's the movie? Was that, wasn't that Gus Van Sant who made... The movie that that Matt Damon and John Krasinski wrote together about fracking. Where is that movie? What is that movie called? Why is no one talking about it? I I thought it was going to be a big thing. You all are giving me blank looks. (laughs) Catherine, you saw this movie. Did I? And you don't even remember. What movie was it then if I saw it? How do you know that? I'll have to look it up after the show. Um, It has a weird title. It's, It's all about like Matt Damon goes to this town... Because he's working for the fracking company, and John Krasinski is like a, a a a hardy American farm worker or something or another, and they they argue and and through it all, Matt Damon learns that fracking is evil. But it sounded like it was going to be a really good movie, and not just a a, a movie of the week that I'm making it sound like. Catherine, are you, are you finding it on IMDb? I'm looking right now, and I have no memory of this movie. You told me you told me you saw Promised Land. Promised Land. See, and and who directed Promised Land? Gus Van Sant. See, see, why? What happened to Gus Van Sant? Shouldn't everything he touched like be nominated for Oscars? Anyway, we don't have to go on. Apparently, a, this on a movie has some sort of that. perception filter that makes you forget it after you've seen it. Uh, so maybe that's, that's what, what happened happens. to the Oscar voters. I enjoyed it now that I've remembered <laughs> that see? it happened. Right. Remembered Thank that you it for existed. reminding me. I appreciate now that it. I remembered that I've seen it. I liked it. <laughs> Goodness. Okay. So okay, Daniel Day Lewis. Walks away with this one. Um, yeah, I can't even see it possibly going any other way. Which moves us into, wow, we're really going long on this one. Best picture. So we basically, we've talked through this. But let me just give you the list. We have Amour, Argo, Beasts of the Southern Wild, Django Unchained, Les Mis, Life of Pi, Lincoln, Silver Linings Playbook, and Zero Dark Thirty. And also that tenth slot. Which went to The Hobbit, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just in very small print. Now, I, I broke I broke it down, guys. I, I broke yeah. them down into categories. Three movies about people dying. <laughs> three, three political history <laughs> biopics. One revenge movie. One musical and one romantic comedy. Several yeah. of these things are not like the others. <laughs> This is true. But several of these things are pretty much the same. <laughs> wow, this is quite true. Um, I, I'm going to get mine out of the way because I don't think it's going to surprise anyone. I am going to say Life of Pi. Um, especially since it's it's a movie not getting nominated for all these acting awards. I feel like they can parcel out the acting awards to other movies and not feel bad about giving the technical awards and the Best Picture Award to Life of Pi. Because I think it's just such a spectacle. It's what the Academy is going to think of as being the first good use of 3D. And I, I, Catherine's giving me a look. I, yeah. This is what I think is going to happen. This is me inside the minds of Academy voters. I've seen this year after year. 
I really think Life of Pi is going to win this one. If it's not Life of Pi, um, it's probably Lincoln. But I'll I'll let um Catherine take it away with where she thinks this is going to go. I just hate Life of Pi so much now at this point more than I have in the past. <laughs> I just. <laughs> Two hours ago, she hated it. Now she hates it even more. So we're going to leave and we're going to watch Life of Pi. <laughs> I will fight you so hard. Find a theater. I just, why is a movie that was so dull for both my eyes and my brain being nominated for so many things? I just, I don't. It's fine. I really, I really think Argo is going to take Best Picture because it should. And if life is fair, which it's not, it should go to Argo. Hmm. Now I'm so angry about life. It's, it's not. I've, I've just lost everything that was going on in my mind before. <laughs> okay, so a more are we are we seeing as a group? That's just it's not going to win best picture. It, it'll win best yeah. foreign for sure. It'll but... win best foreign film. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Well, what about you, VJ? What do you think? Team Ben Affleck agrees with Catherine. I'm voting for Argo just because that's what I'd like to see happen. Okay. And you're putting that on your, like, official I'm putting pick. it on the record. I do. Wow. <laughs> I don't think it's impossible. Um, it was a great film. And I do think that the buzz of outrage that he was passed over is going to work in its favor. Hmm. That's true. I, I, I think they're just going to slap on, you know, whatever, five Oscar nominations, put that on the DVD, and it's going to be a huge rental and seller next year or this year i guess and they're going to be happy with getting that much but i really don't see it getting best picture well drew what do you think i have a question about the nominations do they also know the winners like when do they vote on the winners i mean does ben affleck people being upset about this affect the voting because i thought that they just like they pick the top nine they already know who the winner is but they don't announce it no they vote later okay Good, good. Yeah, VJ, could you explain the process a little bit better than I can? Probably not. I mean, they do. Okay. The, but but the, the short answer is yes, they do vote. They vote after the nominations have been released. So between now and Oscar night, uh, votes by their respective sex um, will vote in the categories that they are allotted to vote for. And their votes will be tallied and then brought to those accounting guys that they always parade out every Oscars that no one pays attention to. <laughs> okay. This is something okay. I should know. Is it is it just the people in the divisions vote? I know everyone votes on Best Picture, but one of my understandings is that for nominating, it's the people working in the field, but then they open it up to everybody for the final votes, except for cases like the short films. But I, I could be wrong about they that. They may. You, I do know that in... In nominations, it's in the field. So there's a certain, like, yes. you have to be in the director field to vote for best right. director. It's not the Academy. Oh. Um, so, and that's and that's part of the, the anger about directing is these are the directors who are snubbing Ben Affleck and Catherine Bigelow and Quentin Tarantino. Oh. Um, whereas it's it's a larger pool of people voting for best picture. And then when the actual voting comes down, I believe it's everybody going to be voting for best director. So if Catherine Bigelow or Ben Affleck or Quentin Tarantino had gotten in there, I think they would have had a very good chance of winning. But if they're not even nominated, it can't even happen. Sigh. Oh, yeah. So has, 
Has everybody said their pick now? No, no. Uh, Drew, I, did I, you, I oh, no. Yet. Still waiting no, for Drew. Because I had my questions. So many questions. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, I, I think that it's going to be one of the three snubbed uh, snubbed directors, Tarantino hmm. or, or Affleck or um, Bigelow. I'm going... And and then I narrowed it down because they're not going to give it to Quentin Tarantino, <laughs> <laughs> though that would be awesome. And I think that that would that would I would have a lot of respect for the Academy if they did like you know Tarantino has the best movie and maybe he can stop making movies. Um, <laughs> but but so it came down between the two political thrillers or political history based things, and I went with uh, making up for not. Uh, female director nominations and i gave it to zero dark 30 okay all right so we've got life of pi we have two argos and a zero dark 30 so you guys really don't think lincoln's gonna gonna win this one either no i mean it's such oscar bad. i mean it's it's you know spielberg makes both kinds of movies and this is one he was trying to win an award for i think, I think zero dark 30 is more oscar Beatty. I mean, like, Bigelow won the war movie thing and then immediately made another war movie, but this one based on a true story. Like, I think that she's she's aiming higher. Like, okay, if I want for a war movie, let's do a war movie that's also a biopic that's that's about current events. Uh, I think that she's trying to one-up herself. Uh, more I, I so think than... Captain Bigelow makes the movie she wants to make, and it's just amazing. Like I, th- I think that's how it turns out. Like she accidentally makes masterpieces while just trying to make the same sort of movies everyone else is trying to make. Like what was that movie? The Kingdom. Wasn't one of the Scots who made that one? And it was like okay, that was fine. But if Catherine Bigelow had sat down and tried to make The Kingdom, it would have just won a whole bunch of awards because she's so good. No, they still cast Orlando Bloom in that movie, so I mean it wouldn't have been. Well, she would never <laughs> would have let that happen though. It totally would have been Jeremy Renner. That would have been a much better movie. <laughs> We may be getting Kingdom and Kingdom of Heaven mixed up uh. because literally no one remembers the film The Kingdom. You're right. When you said Kingdom, but I, I think you're also right. Image. One of the Scots might have made Kingdom of Heaven, which might be part of why I'm getting them mixed up. <laughs> anyway, okay. So no, no to Lincoln. No to Beasts of the Southern Wild. We're also saying no to Les Mis, obviously, and no to Silver Linings Playbook. Okay. Well, like I said, this has been an extended, extended. <laughs> Observation Lounge. I know the show is supposed to be an hour long, but it is our Oscar special. It's a deluxe edition. It's a deluxe edition. So just listen to this on your way to work and then on your way back from work, and you'll be, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Don't worry about it. You you have until now to February twenty third to listen to the whole thing. We could we could release it in two parts. I mean, if we if we felt the need. Well, it just wouldn't be an authentic Oscar special if we didn't go way over time. Exactly. <laughs> Chris has been playing the music like for the last 45 minutes. <laughs> he really has been. You know, there's a story. So I was I was telling you about the visual effects bake-off where they, you know, each of the 10 films gets to show off their reel and then you get to go up. Now they're trying to get through because, you know, that's a lot of movies, a lot of 10-minute reels and they don't want to be there in the theater that long. So, you know, you go up and you get like three minutes to talk and it's supposed to be the visual effects producer. But for Titanic... Jim Cameron goes up, <laughs> even though it's supposed to be the producer. No, Jim Cameron goes up and he talks about it and he keeps talking and he keeps talking. Eventually, you know, they turn on the, the red light to tell him, you know, stop talking, please. He keeps talking. They start blinking the light. <laughs> he walks over 
he unscrews the light bulb, <laughs> goes back to the podium, and keeps talking. I'm sure that James he didn't Cameron, miss a ladies beat. and gentlemen. I'm sure he's still just talking. No. He walks yeah, over the there, unscrews it, and he comes back over. Don't tell him what he the can't great do. Thing Don't is, tell him what he can't do. Exactly. He's king yeah. of the world. The great thing is they tell that story at every bake-off <laughs> ever since. They just remind you. And if you're not Jim Cameron and try that, they will murder you. That's what they're exactly. trying to say. Exactly. All right. So thank you guys for joining me for this special deluxe edition. I do want to have you guys say where you can be found on the internet. Catherine? I can always be found on the Twitters under Hawkeye Poet. Very good. Uh, Drew? You can find me on Twitter at 005 with no H. Very good. And VJ? And you can find me on Twitter at Flying Hubcap. Very good. And I can be found on the Twitter at Greg Harbin. That's G-R-E-G-H-A-R-B as in boy, I-N. Thank you all for joining me, and we'll see you next week. Meeting adjourned. Hugh Jackman's phaser pants. All right. So I'm not wearing pants. pants. Catherine's blue dress. I'm also not wearing pants. Oh dear, Drew. Please, please tell me you're wearing pants. I'm I'm fully clothed. Oh good. I think they're fully clothed as well. They're just just not pants is all. They're just not pants. (laughs) That's fine. (laughs) They're lady pants.